We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So one of my favorite things to do when I'm bored is head on over to my bookie. You know my bookie. They're our sponsor here on the show. And check out some of these crazy prop bets they have going on. So uh, obviously on my book, you can bet on any sports stuff you want. We got March Madness coming up. Uh, NBA is in full swing. Uh, MLB just around the corner. Uh, but on top of that, you got some other very fun stuff on here. So obviously religion. You can bet on the next Pope. Not a big expert in that field, but I did look at that the other day. I was clicking around the second ago, and uh, entertainment caught my eye. Some really interesting stuff here, guys. So if you like Game of Thrones, obviously the final season's coming up soon. We got Game of Thrones death matchups. Who will die first? So you got Arya Stark versus Sansa Stark. Arya Stark's uh, uh, the favorite there. Minus 190, Sansa, plus 135. Euron Greyjoy versus Theon Greyjoy. Uh, Euron is the favorite. Varys versus Bronn. Uh, Varys is the favorite there. The Mountain versus the Hound. Uh, the Mountain is a is a big favorite because he's kind of already dead, right? Spoilers. Uh, Melisandre versus Davos Seaworth. Jamie Lannister versus Tyrion Lannister. Jon Snow versus Bran Stark. Cersei versus Daenerys, Tormund versus Brienne, Brienne, excuse me, and Gilly versus Hot Pie. So that's some fun stuff on there. Uh, you got real life death matchups. Let's see, little Regis Philbin versus Bob Barker. Uh, here's kind of a kind of a dark one here. Who will die first? This is this is dark, my bookie. You got Jerry Lee Lewis, Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski, Jerry Sandusky, Harvey Weinstein, and Subway Jared. Uh, yeah, that's that one's is uh, a little bleak. Uh, but like I'm saying, there's all kinds of stuff on here that's interesting. It's not just sports. Me personally, I love to get on and look at the uh, the esports lines. Overwatch League Season 2 is going on right now. It's been great so far. Uh, Vancouver Titans, New York Excelsior dominated the league. Uh, but they get they get lines on those matchups. They got all kinds of other esports. Obviously, I already mentioned the mainstream sports you got on here. Um, you also got MMA, NHL. There's golf on here. I know we got, we got a lot of golf fans on the show boxing tennis soccer you name it uh it's here on my bookie so check it out head over to my bookie start a new account use our code shark 25 uh and you're going to get 25 dollars of bonus cash when you sign up if you put in over 100 dollars in your first deposit you're going to get a uh, deposit match on that uh, and i really i can't encourage you guys enough it's a fun site i already told you some of the fun stuff you can do on there uh, and it's a great way to bet online uh with my bookie it's simple um you bet you win you get paid it's that easy use our code shark 25 all right guys we got another sponsor for you on the show i've been talking about it for a few weeks now i'm talking about our friends at ticks blitz the official ticket provider of the armchair media network unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and 
unexplained service charges at tick splits, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. So head on over to TickSplits.com, enter promo code ARMCHAIR. That's the important part at checkout. Receive 5% off. So that's TickSplits, T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, TickSplits, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. All right, guys, let's get on to the show. Welcome to Landshark After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. My co-host, John Stefanczyk, could not be here tonight. Uh, I believe he's been working around the clock on his, um, I think it's like a, a 200% scale statue of Marshall Henderson and Kermit Davis kind of hugging each other centrally. Uh, it's going to be outside the pavilion from what I've heard. So uh, he's not here tonight, but I have a couple of great guys filling in with me. Uh, returning to the show, we got Austin Miller. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing good. Anxiously awaiting um, Arkansas's NIT first round game at Providence. There you but go. really getting ready for um, Thursday and Friday in the weekend. A little March Madness <laughs> action. It is Tuesday, March 19th. Also with us, we have a longtime friend of the show, a return guest as well, Ryan McDermott. Talk a little March Madness. How you doing? Excited to be here. Ready to get my gambling on. Yeah, so you're uh, you're going to Vegas, is that right? Headed to Vegas in about uh, nine hours. Wow, so this is not your first time uh, in Vegas for March Madness, correct? No, this is uh, this is my second time to go to March Madness in Vegas. Okay, before we get into uh, the specific tournament, what's the what's the best thing to do during March Madness in Vegas? Obviously, it's uh, something that any sports fan should uh, check out at least once. I've been told. Honestly, after going last year with our first year, on Thursday we did the Cosmopolitan's Hoops and Hops party on the Strip. Like all you can drink, food, etc. Amazing atmosphere, a few thousand people. But the thing that gets me is literally everywhere you go in Vegas. I mean, you might you could go to the convenience store like a half mile off the Strip, and I swear there would be ten people in the parking lot huddled around four TVs with all four games going. <laughs> and a stack of tickets. Like I, I was shocked at how you literally could not get away from it. Um, if I had to pick one thing at March Madness, it would be watch at least one game. You know, even if you're standing room only, find a, a fun big modern sports book in the mm-hmm. middle of the strip and just watch a game or a series of games, I guess, and hope for some crazy stuff to happen. What's the uh, what's the favorite of the sports books you've been to? I've been to a couple. Um, and then, of course, we went to the sports book at the Beau Rivage for the opening. You were there with us. Um, I've done a few different a few different sports book approaches. Um, I've done a all you can drink package on a couch at the Cosmo for the NFL. I've done the same VIP package situation at the Mirage's book. Both of those are phenomenal. I've done the Hoops and Hops party, which is actually set up in a separate area. Yeah, I was going to ask. That's that's not in the actual up. book. I'm guessing that's like they have like an event space yeah. for that. Yeah. I mean, last year, the Hoops and Hops party had a half-court basketball uh, court set up, and people were playing, like, pickup, like, three-on-three basketball, hammered at 9 o'clock in the morning. It was it was actually quite fun. A lot of side bets were made. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, well, nice. Okay, so what's your, what's on your list for this year? What are you, what are you looking forward to doing when you uh, touch down tomorrow in Vegas? Uh, 
going to touch down around 9 a.m. local time. With and obviously you got a day because that'll be that'll be uh, Wednesday. Yeah, so that's Wednesday. Uh, we're going to eat brunch or lunch, whatever you want to call it, on the strip somewhere. I have a party that I'm going to in downtown Vegas. It's this weird March Madness group I found on Facebook that's got like 2,000 people going to this party. So we're going to check that out okay. and uh, watch the second of the last four end games on uh, at that party. And then Thursday, we will be at the Link Night Club at Mandalay Bay uh, with a couch set up. And we've got five of us going to that, all you can drink kind of all day. You know, ridiculous, ridiculous thing. I'm really excited that Ole Miss doesn't play till Friday. We'll talk about that later. And then Friday, um, probably watch the Ole Miss game at the Westgate. And then, you know, after we turn our tickets in, cash them for all those winnings, we will bounce around and do a lot of table games and some miscellaneous downtown Vegas, um, Dirty Friday, as we call it. Very fun. So downtown Vegas, that's like that's like Fremont Street, right? Not on the Strip. I've I have never. On. I've only been to the Strip when I was in Vegas uh, earlier. La- no, this year in January twenty no January twenty eighteen yeah uh, didn't ever go down there you you, you suggested right you're saying you're actually staying downtown this time I'm actually staying downtown this trip I highly suggest if you go to Vegas and you've never been go stay on the strip you got to do that mm-hmm, at of course least once. yeah it's, that's a great it's experience the thing to yeah. do um, but I tell everyone go spend a few hours in downtown Vegas preferably like in the like the early part of the evening uh, Fremont Street is actually covered you can like zip down zip line down. Fremont Street mm-hmm. overhead. There's right. like light shows. Uh, every there's three or four like main stages that'll have think like knockoff like Goo Goo Dolls kind of esque bands playing. I know, um, you, I know you love that. I, I do love that. Also, another thing a lot of people don't know is that March Madness <laughs> in Vegas is also going on during uh, spring break for a bunch of universities, and we didn't really know that last year. And it's kind of a we noticed uh, we didn't realize people would be so hammered in the spring break atmosphere um in certain areas and it definitely was geared more towards the cheap casinos but the cheap casinos mm-hmm. were packed full of drunk college kids and neon tanks and- yeah that, that makes sense uh yeah but vegas is vegas is awesome definitely check it out austin have you been to uh have you been to las vegas i've been to, i went to vegas right after i turned 21 so it's been a little bit and uh-huh. it was during the it was during the summer so the only thing really going on was um baseball college world series and uh NBA and NHL finals, but it was still, it was fun. Yeah. There was like no sports when I was there. It's just, it's just a fun time, man. Yeah. Tons of, tons of stuff to do. Went with Angie. Yeah. We bounced all over. We saw uh, Penn and Teller. Um, trying to think what else I did. Just spent a lot of time at all the casinos, walked a lot up and down the strip. It's pretty awesome. Great restaurants. Uh, just really fun time. The funny story about that is we got these great deals on a room at the at Caesars palace. And we kind of thought, Oh, you know, if you book at the right time, this is kind of always how it is or whatever. We got direct flights, all that. So we started looking again to go back or just kind of price check and see what it would be. And we realized that, you know, everything was like twice as expensive as what we paid for like a really nice room. Uh, and I think the reason we figured out was that Angie had booked this room like two days after the shooting at Mandalay Bay. That, that was all over the news. Uh, so kind of took advantage of that, I guess. But hey, I mean, we got a, we got a great stay at Caesars Palace out of it. Uh, Ryan, if you remember, that reminds me of our friend Sean Ray's story about how he used to go see movies in Aurora, Cal- Aurora, Colorado, when he lived in Denver, and they were like four bucks or something, like three bucks to go to the movies because nobody wanted to go to that movie theater. I remember Sean telling us that, and he said, "Yeah, I go over to the theater over in Aurora. It's really cheap." 
and all three of us just kind of silently looked at him and we were like, yeah. Wait, he has to be talking about, and sure enough, I he mean, was. of course, of course, yeah. So that's kind. Of, I mean, yeah, we live in we live in hell world where uh, these things keep happening. But I guess try to use it to, to get a good deal if you can. That's kind of the uh, the takeaway, I guess. Um, yeah. So obviously, we're here. All of this to talk about March Madness NCAA tournament. We we talk about it every year. We always fill out a bracket because you know we're desperate for content, but. Uh, it's the first year since, what was it, 2016 when uh, AK was in the playing game against BYU uh, and then lost to uh, Villanova, I want to say. Xavier. Xavier. Xavier, correct. Yeah, yeah. And they had that big white guy that was just, just – they would, they would throw the ball inside. He passed the ball back outside. They were just destroying us in that game. But uh, it's been a little while. This is obviously Cameron Davis's first year. We've been talking about it all season long. Um, we kind of knew on last episode after – Ole Miss won at Missouri, that, that they had the resume to get in, and, and they were solidly in. They get an eight seed at large bid, um, despite the fact that they blew, like, what, a 16-point lead against Alabama in the SEC tournament. Um, they still didn't get in. Yeah, Alabama is in the NIT. We were discussing earlier they're a one seed, um, which makes sense. I mean, outside of Tuscaloosa, Alabama was pretty bad. Even though they beat Ole Miss twice, that's not really enough uh, to, to overcome the other deficiencies on their resume. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. One SEC tournament game, no matter the showing, you can't judge that against a, a ten and eight regular season in a, in a very good conference with a, a win over Baylor and a, a solid non conference schedule like Ole Miss played. The only loss has been Cincinnati and Iowa State, uh, both teams that are in the tournament. So obviously, we're here to talk about brackets. We're here to talk about some some possible bets. I know Austin has some uh, some lines he's been looking at. We're gonna do a Land Sharks After Dark Parlay over on my bookie. Uh, use promo code SHARK25. We haven't done that, I don't think, since football season. Um, so looking forward to that. Maybe get a little first-round uh, parlay going. That should be fun. Um, of course, I want to remind you, if you haven't already, head on over to our Twitter, at SharksAFTRDark. The pinned tweet is going to be a link to join our March Madness group. We're not doing any any buy-in. Didn't want to wrangle money from people. You know, who knows who's going to join it? Anybody can join if you if you hear the show, if you like the show, um, join the group. Uh, it's one entry per. It's on ESPN, uh, and whoever wins that, uh, you're going to get the great prize of we will say your name and whatever you want us to say on the show. And if you want, if you have the capacity and you feel like it, you can record a message and send to them. We'll play it. Whatever. I mean, it's your time. You get to do it. Um, I do, I do reserve the right to, uh, not play or read whatever you say, depending on who it is and, and what they say. But yeah, definitely please join our March Madness group. It should be fun. Um, we do only accept brackets that have Ole Miss making at least the elite eight. No, I'm just kidding. If you, if you want to pick Ole Miss, lose Oklahoma, that's well within your right. Let's start by talking about that game guys. Uh, first of all, came up pretty early in the selection show. Um, again, I don't think anybody really thought they weren't going to get picked, but still it's good to see. Uh, flash across the board, eight seed. Oklahoma is the nine seed. I'll give my reaction first. Um, looking down the down Oklahoma's resume, wasn't super impressed at first. They went like seven and eleven in the Big Twelve. Um, but you dig a little deeper. Um, they've done some good things. They beat Kansas, although I think that was that time when Kansas maybe wasn't at full strength. They beat TCU twice. Uh, they beat Texas, I believe. They beat Wofford in the nine con. They beat Vanderbilt. Um, I might be forgetting some some parts of the resume. Florida, too. Florida, yeah, another tournament team there. Um, overall, the SEC gets seven teams in. I want to say, which is a really really good year for the league. Obviously, um, half the teams making it. So yeah, I thought Ole Miss 
is going to have a good shot. And I still think they will. Um, talk a little bit more about Oklahoma in a second, but first of all, I want to get you guys' reactions. I mean, is it a good draw? What do you think about this? Um, also, why don't you go first, then Ryan, after that. I really like the draw. I mean, other than Virginia being the one seed, but as far as one seeds go, I'd probably like to see them or Gonzaga. Probably didn't want to see Duke, North Carolina, so probably like that. But then the the rest of that bracket, Kansas State is the four and Wisconsin is the five. Mm. I've, I, I don't really especially love either of them. I have Kansas State going out, and Wisconsin-Oregon is kind of a coin flip game. So, like, other than Virginia, I mean – but it's what it is when you're the eight seed, you can get a one seed. Right. But... If you're, you're going to be an eight or a nine, you're, you know you're going to, if you win that first round, have to play the one seed. So, if but Virginia, I mean, if you win that be, game, could that, be worse. that bracket really, that bracket really opens up. And then, I mean, Tennessee almost went toe to toe with Tennessee. So, yeah. outside of Virginia, I, I kind of, I really like, I really like the draw. Yeah, Ryan, what, what, what about you? What do you think? Uh, I know you had a little, uh, a little worried after that Alabama <laughs> game, huh? I'm going to be honest. I was worried the whole season. Every time something good would happen, I just pictured us getting down to the end in the NCAA, just 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 sticking it to us for some reason. I, it's happened I, I don't before. Know. It's happened yeah. before. You're an Ole Miss fan. You're you're a pessimist naturally. I mean, there's there were a lot of not a lot of there were several key moments. I feel like when I was an undergrad at Ole Miss, that Ole Miss was on the bubble, and you know, after a certain number of coin flips, you expect it to hit heads, and it's like it hit tails every single time. Well, we talked about in the in the lead-up to this that this is the first time since 2002, I want to say, where Ole Miss went to Nashville or wherever the SC tournament was not needing to win games to actually make it. They could actually feel like their resume was good enough. So, I mean, props to Kermit for, for putting that resume together. Um, it's, a, it's a good feeling despite the fact that, yeah, after losing that Alabama game, doubt might start to creep in. But I know I personally just relied on bracketmatrix.com. I, I believe if 120 brackets have you in, I'm going to go ahead and believe that. But, uh, yeah, Ryan, any thoughts on Oklahoma? Do you like the draw? Do you like where they are in the, in the bracket? I mean, I, I honestly think on a, on a personal note, I think it's, I think it's a straight toss-up. I, I agree. When you get – when you get down to brass, when you get down to brass tacks, and you start looking at the math and different people's, um, I guess interpretation of that. You know, for example, here ESPN's uh, power index matchup predictor: Oklahoma fifty-five point three percent, Mississippi forty-four point seven. And then what's funny is you get down and look at the Vegas lines, and all this is actually favored by a point right now. Right, and it's not real often that you see. Um, ESPN or like CBS, like sports line, one of the really big entities that throws out kind of some of those just high level percentage stats uh, be flipped from what the line is. Uh, you know, what do you think about the over under at 142.5? Um, Honestly, the way Ole Miss has played lately, I wouldn't think they would score a ton of points. I, I To me, when I first started looking at Oklahoma and just to kind of back up what Ryan's saying in the, in the net rankings, which is what the NCAA used to, to, to see the tournament, supposedly. It makes sense. Ole Miss is 36, Oklahoma's 37. So the fact that Ole Miss is the 8, Oklahoma's the 9 makes sense. But you mentioned ESPN, their BPI. I think Oklahoma's several points higher. But Ole Miss, same with uh, Ken Palm. Um, yeah, it's one point there. Mm, so I, what I first thought when I started reading about Oklahoma, they shoot a high percentage uh, from three. It kind of reminded me of that first matchup with uh, with Auburn and Oxford where Ole Miss just played really good perimeter defense. I, I think Kermit said, you know, heels above the three-point line was the way the way he said they had to play. I think if they can play a game like that, 
uh, can test every shot, not let Oklahoma ever really get in a rhythm. They can win. And to me, that says lower scoring. So I'm not sure I would I like, take I would take the over. I like the under. Yeah. I, I like the under. Yeah, I, like I like the, the I like the under a lot just in the tournament in general in the first round. Yeah. Um, really like a really funny stat last year, tip off Vegas lines. In the thirty two games in round one, mm. if I remember correctly, it was something like twenty seven or twenty eight of the first half unders hit. When I say that it was a, an absurdly large lopsided yeah. situation, it is like so understated. Um, and it makes sense I mean, because, the, I mean, defense is a lot about intensity. It's a lot about stamina. It's a lot about being rested. Every team in the tournament uh, is going to be coming in at least uh, five or six days removed from their last game. They're all going to, you would think, have a, a high you know, want to be there, give a damn level. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Also, there's going to be nerves involved. Shooting is harder. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense to, to go with the defensive side in a first round matchup. Yeah, but I think then you also I, have, go ahead. Go ahead, Austin. I was like, you also have that unfamiliar gym. I mean, for Ole right. Miss, they've actually played in that gym, but for most teams, yeah. So this is yeah, an interesting. That that's an interesting little factoid for the Ole Miss matchup. Is it, it is the same gym where they lost to South Carolina? Is that right, Austin? Yeah. 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 South Carolina. I think someone said that Terrence Davis has actually played there three times. Um, so that's a little Devon, interesting. And Devonta is probably playing there a lot. He's from South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. What are you going to say, Ryan? Let's jump off on a side note about gyms real quick yeah, and just please. arenas in general. A question for you two guys. What's the biggest arena you've ever shot a basketball on a hoop in? Oh, gosh. Um, maybe the – Maybe the tab pad. I might not have even ever done it there. I, I don't think I've ever really shot in a, in a real arena as opposed to a gym. I, sh- I mean, just shooting around, I, I mean, we messed around. I shot in the, the form in Memphis. That's probably the biggest. Nice. Yeah, so I, I've also shot in the form a couple of different times um, on a couple of, like, client things I got invited to there. And one of the ones, they had Mike Conley and, like, everybody, and they were letting us, like, shoot free throws and kind of, like, play, like, a very mild game of knockout. And the free throw line in that arena, like the first thing he said to all of us, he said, just throw it way harder than you think. Like it, it just, it looks way different in here. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't kidding. It, like when you're looking at it, it's, it, it's like everyone threw it short. You just, there's so it, much space behind the basket. It kind of messes up your depth perception. Is that right? Yes. I mean, I felt like I was in my, I felt like I was 10 years old in my driveway at the house I grew up in, like with my brother drawing chalk lines to see who could throw the ball the furthest. I mean, like, no kidding. I mean, also, I haven't thrown thrown a basketball very much, you know, prior to this, but um, just having done that now, granted, the juxtaposition is a lot different than maybe playing at um, a college basketball arena and one of the places where these things are hosted, but just across the board. I think that's a very serious factor that's not looked at a lot. Yeah, you have, uh, have, have to calibrate there. And you, you get to shoot around and all that kind of stuff, but still. It's a different deal, though. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's a great point. Um, I'm trying to compare, do a little stats comparison here. Um, I do, like I mentioned, the Oklahoma shoots 34% from three, which is a really good percentage. Um, uh, they their free throw is not quite as good as Ole Miss, sixty nine percent. Ole Miss is one of the better teams in the country. I think in the seventies. Sorry, I'm not. I'm trying to pull up the stats here now. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I I do think it's going to if 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 the over hits, I don't necessarily like Ole Miss's chances because that to me sounds like a game where Oklahoma is probably making a lot of outside shots um, for it to be in the seventies both ways. But I guess I guess we'll see. 
Well, I'm, I'm looking at their both of their seasons here on ESPN, mm-hmm. and they both started out a lot stronger than they finished. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you have the whole thing. If one of them kind of gets calibrated to that, you know, early season point, and they rally and get their game together and are playing like that, I think that's a team that takes W away from this game. Yeah, and obviously we don't we haven't really watched Oklahoma. At least I haven't throughout the season, so I don't know if anything happened. I don't know if they lost any players, or anything like that, or if it's more kind of like Ole Miss, where um, not necessarily slumping, but I think a big factor in Ole Miss's games where other teams wanted to win more, they got rattled, they played sloppy. Um, obviously, Devontae Schuler was injured throughout the middle of the season during that that big what five or six game losing streak that included the Iowa State game and. LSU, Florida, all of the Alabama, the Alabama blowout, uh, which coincidentally that that loss, that big loss at Alabama was Schuler's by far uh, least minutes played per game. He was he's kind of the unsung hero of this team because when Schuler's playing point guard, it lets Brian Tyree run around, get open. Uh, he's he's a really confident ball handler. He plays great on ball defense. So to me, Schuler is always kind of the X factor with this team, um, and also a couple games. Wins that Ole Miss really needed included that whenever Missouri, you saw Devontae Schuler step up when Terrence Davis and Brian Tyree kind of were were shrinking and not not making baskets, not taking over the game. He has the ability to do that as well. Um, I, I do think it's a good matchup for Ole Miss in terms of the fact that I believe their their biggest inside presence is something like six nine. I doubt they have a guy that's like six seven. So there's there's no you know six eleven banger that's going to completely overwhelm. Bruce Stevens, Dominic Olenicek. Um I'm hoping for good officiating. I guess we'll see. Um, <laughs> it's college, I know, but at times, my my biggest complaint at times in the SEC is it doesn't even feel like it's bad. Like both ways, it seems a little slanted towards one team or another for whatever reason. So I, I at least hope if there's blown calls that they uh, they go in favor of both teams eventually. So we'll see. Um, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. You guys, uh, have you filled out your brackets yet? Yeah, and I, I had a co- I just had a couple more thoughts on the, the Oklahoma matchup. Yeah, please, please. Um, one thing I saw Oklahoma hasn't played a quad four game all year, which kind of just speaks to their strength of schedule. Yeah, I mentioned seven and eleven in the Big Twelve, which sounds like well, how would you how could you make the tournament there? But obviously, for them to be in and for them to have such a good you know ranking in the net and all that, they must have been playing some really hard teams. And, and then going back to our, our over under conversation. Um, it's an eleven forty a.m. tip off, twelve forty mm. there local. I think that also kind of lends itself to the under. You know, just early tip times, right? Unfamiliar. I mean, you see that in conference tournaments. I think you you probably see it in NCAA tournaments too. Ole Miss does have a little bit shorter of a trip. It is like we mentioned inside the SEC footprint. Oklahoma going to be traveling a little bit further, but I, I'm guessing the teams probably get there today. Is that right? Are they they probably or maybe tomorrow for a Friday game? And they probably have two full nights before would be my guess. Um, but I'm not positive on that. Uh, we did. We I'm talk- definitely, Go ahead. Go definitely happy. Definitely happy. They're not playing in San Jose first thing in the morning. Or Salt Lake City at yeah, elevation. Yeah, for sure. Let's keep it in the south. Here's so we we talked before we started the show, but I have not been paying attention. I, I do have the first four game on. Uh, pretty crazy turn of events actually. Prairie View was winning most of the game. I turn around now and it looks like Fairly Dickinson. 75 prairie view 66 with a minute and a half left to go so uh looks like that that 16 seed might be going over to fairly dickinson which i had never heard of before today Austin, do you have any nit updates Ar- arkansas hasn't tipped yet have they they tip in about half an hour okay 
Um, I, I saw some. Um, go ahead. Um, da- Daniel Gafford, who um, almost people might remember, he right. has already turned pro and he's sitting up there in IT. So that's how much they care. Really? Really? Ryan, you got some. I hear you. We hear your uh, your your TV or your video. <laughs> Sorry, turning that down. I so, flipped on the game. So, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, just the, the volume down there. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm working on my bracket now. Uh, I'm just going to fire off some questions, some bracket questions for the two of you. Get your opinions on it. Ryan, have you done your bracket as well? Have you already done this? Oh, I've done several, several brackets. brackets. <laughs> uh, and then after, after the brackets, I think we'll talk a little bit about some lines. I want to get some, uh, some thoughts on some good games for our listeners to bet. And then I want to set up that first round parlay. So my first question, am I crazy for having Murray state advancing, uh, to the sweet 16? John Morant, no. right? He's a stud. They're a 12 seed, but am I crazy for thinking they could beat Marquette in Florida State? They could definitely beat Marquette. Murray State, Murray State, of anybody in this tournament, I mean, Murray State is about the most excited you're going to find a team to be here. I think so, too. I, I, and not just that, they're excited, and, you know, they're not that bad. You know, if oh, one of the best players if, in the country in John Morant, he's the I best mean, player on the court. If Belmont, if Belmont had beaten Murray State in in the finals of that conference, they would have gotten two teams in tournament. Yeah, would Murray State still have made it? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think. I think. I think Belmont would have made it because you know Belmont's the play-in game. I don't think Murray State would be here. Uh, let me see what they are in the net. They are. Uh, they're forty-four in the net. I mean, that's bubble territory. Um, I think that Belmont would. I think Belmont would have gotten in. I think Murray State. You know. I, I look at them. If they would have lost to Belmont, they were a weaker team than Belmont, and Belmont's in a playing game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so points per game, you got Murray State at eighty-three point three, Marquette at seventy-seven point seven. Um, so I like that opponents point per game sixty-seven for Murray State, sixty-nine for Marquette. Obviously, Murray State played an easier schedule, but they're one of those mid-major teams that uh, they can't slip up. And I don't know. I don't know. I just like it. I, I like I like superstar players, so I'm going to pick Morant to go uh, to the Sweet 16, I think. After that, I'm not sure. Other the, questions? I want some upsets. Go ahead, Austin. What are you going to say? The, the, only thing I, the only thing that scares me about Murray State is everyone's picking Murray State. That's the mm. only thing that, 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 that gives me pause. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Marquette, I think they didn't finish well. They're not particularly well coached. I think it's a good matchup. But just everyone's picking Murray State. And it seems like every time you – Every time somebody's getting picked, they end up not. That's it. that's fair, but I guess the flip side of that would be at least if that busts my bracket, it's going to bust everybody else's bracket too. In the that's same way. True. Um, you see, here's here's something I go with in the bracket though. Okay. Try to make try to make if you're going to pick a weird upset, pick a weird up. You know, try to pick your things that other people aren't going to pick. You know, make it easier for you if the if the brackets do not shake out the way that a lot of people think they're going to. You know, try to make it shake out your way. Does that make sense? Like. If your bracket's different than other people, it gives you a better chance if things don't go perfect for other people to be on the right side of uh, the math. Yeah, I think that I think that makes some sense. Um, you're obviously more the math guy, so I default I defer to you on that one. Uh, a, a hot upset that has been uh, ever since the selection show that was called out very early on was Liberty over Mississippi State. I'm not sure I'm going to go out on that limb just because, like Austin was saying, that seems like one that everybody's going to pick. I don't necessarily believe in Howland. I think it should be a good game. Liberty is another one of those 12 seeds that seems like there may be a you know not that bad overall. Mississippi State can be a bit of a emotional team i will be interested to see if nick weatherspoon plays again 
been out for several weeks now at this point for some unnamed uh, rule team rule incident, uh, academic things perhaps. Who knows? Um, I don't think State makes it past the round after that against Virginia Tech, but I don't know if I'm going to pick Liberty over them. How do you guys feel about this? Another 5-12 potential upset. I, I took Liberty over State, but I really like Virginia Tech. I actually have them kind of going back to what Ryan was saying, being different with your picks. I'm picking Virginia Tech over Duke in the Sweet 16 wow. just to kind of differentiate just because everyone's picking Duke. Right, of course. I mean, okay, so not to not to dissuade you, but how, how would you see a Virginia Tech win over Duke going? Like what does Zion – what happens to Zion? Does, he, does his shoe explode again? How does that go down? I guess I guess the two things I point to is – they're they're both in the ACC. Virginia Tech mm-hmm. beat Duke. Zion wasn't playing, right? But Virginia Tech is not going to be intimidated by Duke. Mm-hmm. And then Duke but just revenge, has a bad but Duke's, Duke's going to want revenge. And then Duke just has a bad shooting night because they're not exactly great mm-hmm. from the perimeter. They just have yeah. a poor shooting night, and Virginia Tech just gets them. I like I mean, Virginia Tech as well. I don't think I'm going to like them to go past Duke, but I I I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing that Virginia Tech was one of the two participants in that worst. Uh, basketball game of all time that happened this year between NC State and Virginia Tech. Um, if you guys remember that, I think NC State scored like 24 points 29. or something. 29. Uh, 20 yeah. something Very mid-20s. Low. You know, there's a great, a there's a great video, that. quickly, Ron, I'll get back to you, on YouTube that SB Nation just made about that game. It's a, it's kind of an oral history of it. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, all right, what were you saying, Ryan? You know, I'll tell you my thoughts on the Liberty-Mississippi State game. I'm, and I already thought this, and I'm looking at Liberty's schedule from this year. No chance. Mississippi State's going to crush them. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to beat them by seven to ten points. Oh, so you you're, you're taking State uh, <laughs> minus six and a half right now is the line that I'm seeing. I'll I'll take State minus six and a half. And here's my reasoning behind it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I'm an Ole Miss fan. I hate State, but let me just let me just jump off of that train for a second. For the record. <laughs> I'm probably actually going to buy like a like a five dollar Liberty moneyline ticket in Vegas because two of the people on our trip went to Mississippi State, <laughs> and I need to have that ticket, and it's worth five dollars to me. That if Liberty did upset them, that while they've lost their like multiple hundreds of dollars of tickets, that they're going to dumbly medal that team. I'm going to like be super excited for my five to win, you know, like eight fifty. Of course, yeah. No, it would be, be more than that a little bit because at least it's on my bucket a, right now they're they're plus two forty, so a little bit more than that. Well, I would say like to net eight, like to net eight. Right, you're right, you're right. In, in, in um, the scheme of it, in the scheme of it, though, I mean that's just like an alpha move. But looking at their looking at their schedule here, the most similar teams I see to Mississippi State, Alabama lost eighty four to seventy five, um, Vanderbilt lost seventy nine to seventy. You know, I, I just look at their. I'm trying to see who I think the best team that they beat is, and they got a lot of W's. But, um, I, you know, Georgetown lost 88 to 78. Um, I mean, I just don't know who who the strongest team yeah, they beat I, here is. UCLA UCLA is not that great this year. I mean, they they just got nothing on here. Every um, time that something, every time someone comes up on their schedule that's like ah, they're kind of okay, it's it's a, it's an L next to it. I think that's fair. I think it would if if that upset was to happen, it would have to be just an insane shooting night for them. Mississippi State would have to be completely disjointed. I mean, we talked about it before we started recording. Um, I don't think Halland is a very good coach. Um, I think that he could probably they could probably be out coached, but he does have a ton of talent. Um, they would have to just be completely distracted. And I mean, I do assume that 
they'll be excited to get there. Isn't Lipscomb okay? They beat Lipscomb twice, but uh, I, I do have to assume that State will be fired up to play in the first tournament in 10 years uh, since 2009 for Mississippi State. Um, I mean, do you think I, – I think that I will pick State as well, but I think after that, uh, definitely Virginia Tech should probably win the next game after that. I agree. Jumping back on Liberty, they're also playing at the SAP Center. Um, it's where the San Jose Sharks play. Mm-hmm. You know, Liberty's not used to playing in big arenas. True, State, but they, State, yeah. State's got a lot more. State's got a lot more experience in that kind and, of environment. And both teams have to travel uh, across the country all the way to San Jose. Um, they, their games at seven at seven uh, Friday, yeah, twenty-seven, yeah, six thirty, six thirty Central. So that'll be five thirty so, yeah. on the west co- on the west coast. So not don't have to worry about being tired or anything for that. Um. So here's another upset. I know you guys are already talking about this. A lot of people like Yale over LSU. Pitch me, pitch me on this because I I don't like LSU. I think that they're obviously Will Wade's not going to be coaching in this game, right? Smart's not playing, but still, I mean, I think they can beat Yale, right? I I like Yale. There's a couple of reasons. Number one is Tony Benford. He's not a very good coach. I was at North Texas when he was the basketball coach there, where he got fired. Mm-hmm. He took Johnny Jones and kind of towards the program he's not a very good ex and nose coach i mean yale they're ivy league kids they're gonna be well coached they'll be well prepared <laughs> they they have some athletic guys they have a big guy who watched the ivy league championship they said he's he's an nba type talent um and then, then just lsu they they won a lot of overtime one possession type games they they've been lucky a lot you kind of saw that kind of regressing in that florida game that's just the tournament they haven't really looked the same since Will Wade's suspension. They they True. played Vanderbilt, which is not a really good barometer, and then the Florida they just they didn't have it. So I just I I, I kind of like that spot there for Yale. I think that is well, that, that's a that's that would be a huge upset. I do want to look at what the money line is. Ryan, what are you going to say about this? Pulled up the uh, Wikipedia page on the Yale men's basketball team here. Um, last time Yale went to the tournament, twenty sixteen, beat Baylor in the first round. Yeah. Um, the lost in the second round to Duke. Um, the previous time that they went to the tournament was 1962. Um, so Yale's not used to being in the tournament. I, I do like Yale as an upset, and I did choose them in my bracket. But I'm feeling less confident I, the more that I'm the more that I'm looking at things on the internet here. The less I think confident I, feel. I think that Baylor upset in 2016 kind of works against Yale um, because that's not like LSU is not going to know it's possible. Like everyone remembers that. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the very funny video that was just reposted uh, on Twitter of the interview after the game with one of the Baylor players, and they asked, "How does Baylor get out rebounded oh, yeah. by Yale?" Have y'all seen this? And uh, he said, "Well." Uh, when the ball goes up on the rim, you reach up uh, and you grab the ball with two hands. You come down with it. That is considered a rebound, and uh, they got more of those than we did. So that's how that's how they out rebound this. It's a classic, classic sports moment. A little John Madden esque, right? With uh, the most points on the board, or whatever. I mean, that's just fantastic. Uh, props to that Baylor player. They're they're also in the tournament. One of Ole Miss's quality wins on that neutral neutral floor, and in, uh, in Destin they are. Here we go, number nine seed playing Syracuse. I'm picking them for old time's sake. I mean, if, if Ole Miss beat them, they're, they're good in my book. Um, I, I will say I'll take LSU over Yale, but here's what I'll do. I'll pick Maryland to upset LSU after that. Why not? Maryland plays defense. LSU, I don't know if they're going to really be that focused. Let's say they barely escape over Yale. Um, any other good I upsets think, you see? What, what about Wisconsin-Oregon? You called that a coin flip earlier, Austin. Go ahead. I think, Bel- I think Belmont's going to beat Maryland. Oh, you do? 
Well, they have to they have to beat Temple to get in first, right? Yeah. So I mean, in in my scenario, if if Belmont loses to Temple, then I'm just going to double down and say that so I hope Temple, Temple beats wins. Maryland. Uh, I have I have I have that playing game advancing to the second round. I don't love uh, that. Maryland. I think Belmont's good. I don't love that because I just think that's an extra game. I mean, we saw Ole Miss do it, have that furious comeback against BYU, and then look not so good. I mean, I just think that's extra extra strain and fatigue on you. Have to try to win three games in one week if you want to make it uh, to the next weekend. But hey, maybe I mean, maybe so. I don't I think, think Maryland's great necessarily. I think I think Maryland I think Maryland has got a really easy shot into the tournament, and they're a six seed. Um, you know, no, no worries. They were ever going to make it. I think they've got some quality wins, but they've also got some quality wins by some thin margins. And I could see the tournament just kind of them rolling in thinking, Hey, we got this and a scrappy team. You they know? do play early. They play at three on Thursday. So they're one of the first, one of the first games. Um, I'm looking through their schedule right now. They beat Minnesota by a good margin um let's see they lost to virginia 76 to 71 uh where where is where's maryland oh they did maryland did beat wisconsin once and lost once uh they are playing let's see i just saw this it is jacksonville in jacksonville florida Okay, so they're on, they're still on the East Coast, Tom. Yeah. Although, uh-huh. although Ole Miss did that day in the Jacksonville trip, and it did not go well for, right, for them. Right, right, exactly. So That's kind of what I, I'm wondering. I think a lot of it depends on just kind of how the game goes against Temple, how much energy they have to expend uh-huh. to turn around in two days. Because the BYU game, I think Ole Miss spent themselves. I, I totally agree. That comeback was took a lot of them. And also, I think that Xavier was just a really bad matchup for what Ole Miss was, was not well-equipped to do that year. Um, that, that inside-outside game has kind of always been rough against Ole Miss, but especially then. Um, yeah, Maryland has some some wins on the year. So they're, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, go ahead. They're also really young. They have a lot of freshmen who, who've never been in this spot. Belmont, usually you know, upperclassmen, guard-oriented guys, who, hmm. guys who've been there before. They've been in the tournament before. They kind of know what, what they're getting themselves into. All right, flipping over to the south, um, we talked, obviously, about Ole Miss-Oklahoma a lot, I think. Most good Ole Miss fans can find a good reason to have Ole Miss beat in Oklahoma. Let's just say they play really good if it's a game, whatever. But that gets really tricky, obviously, then after Virginia. I mean, is anybody really going to put Ole Miss advancing past Virginia in anything other than just a fan service bracket? I, I will say this. If Ole Miss somehow beat Virginia, and I'm discussing my fan service bracket here, you know, if Ole Miss did somehow get over the hump, of Virginia, I mean, I, there's a really clear path to right, the Final Four. Austin was saying earlier, the bracket on that side kind of opens up. You're talking about Wisconsin, Oregon, Kansas State, or UC Irvine being the uh, the opponent after that, which all sound pretty beatable. Um, and then you would probably face Tennessee in the Elite Eight. You know, talking about the South, uh, Virginia versus Gardner-Webb, lines uh, 23 and a half, 24. Do you think Virginia covers? I I think that's a tricky I bet. Do. I think they do after last year. Obviously, Virginia famously became the first seed to ever lose to a 16 seed last year. So um, so so I like your I like your thinking. Your thinking is the same as Virginia is going to put the gas on, and they are not going to let up in their in first that first game, game right? Friday. So what does that leave them on that, Sunday? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it you know honestly, it's kind of a wild situation when you think about it like that. I I, I say Virginia just I mean. They're like, we're beating Gardner-Webb by 50, and you got to leave in the good guys to beat them by 50. And, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying you get two of their two of their best five players on Sunday at 
75% instead of 100. I mean, you know, it's going to take a miracle for Ole Miss to win. I want to. I want to pick Ole Miss through to the Final Four. Obviously, I don't know if I can do it because the problem is, I assume, in the Landsharks bracket group, there's going to be a lot of people doing that. So maybe I just want to pick Virginia to try to play the safe game. Uh, I just try to try to safely get on top of the standings there. Piggyback on what, on what Ryan said. I think the other thing playing in favor of Ole Miss against Virginia is just the style of play. Virginia, they, they, they run a lot of clock, just like Ole Miss sometimes do. Mm-hmm. So less possessions. You know, I like that. That kind of, that, that kind of it kind of evens the talent gap. And I think I think that Oklahoma game is going to be similar, where there's not a ton of fast break from what I've heard. So Ole Miss is pretty good in the half court, both offense and defense. At least when they're playing a good offensive game, when they're moving the ball from side to side, um, well, it doesn't I mean, always happen. You but, know, if you want to use if you want to use the tennis analogy, if you're playing somebody that's really good, it's really nice to play them right after they played somebody really bad. Yeah, they have to try to recalibrate, get back up to speed. Like just kind of, it's just different. It just changes the speed. It just changes like everything. I think in a slow game, Kermit can kind of really coach and make it happen. Try to stay out of foul trouble. Um, yeah, basically, I think the 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 path to the Sweet Sixteen is play your your Auburn in Oxford game to beat Oklahoma, um, and then play your Tennessee game to beat Virginia. And it's it's very possible because the Tennessee was a game you very definitely could have won if Brian makes those two free throws. Um, and I think that's, that's the recipe. Um, and then after that, who knows, but obviously, you know, pick what you're going to pick in your bracket. That's fine. I want to hear your thoughts on Wisconsin, Oregon. I think Austin earlier, you called that a coin flip game. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do with it. I'm not touching that as far as the spread. I, I'm picking Wisconsin in my bracket just cause I feel like a lot of people are picking Oregon cause they're trendy, mm-hmm. but I want no part of either team as far as putting actual money on the game. What I, is, I what is the under. line? I, I do. Like, I do like the under though. Wisconsin teams, is my only minus two. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do like the under. Both teams are really good defensively. They're both slow. Okay, what even, about... though, even though the under is really low, I think it's like 117, 118. I still like it. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about St. Mary's as the 11? Could they beat 60 Villanova? Villanova's had some heartbreakers this year. I, I don't see St. Mary's being added to that list, though. Okay. Villanova, Villanova is just too seasoned in the tournament. The only the only thing I would say about Villanova St. Mary's is I know defending champions sometimes have a tough time repeating. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that I don't know if that rears its head the first weekend, but I think at some point, like just kind of history, kind of catches. Villanova will fall apart. Yeah. Um. Okay, nothing else super interesting. I think we decided Cincinnati probably over Iowa. Again, that's similar to, for me to the Baylor game where we saw Cincinnati kind of handle Ole Miss in that uh, in that same tournament. Um, I know they can play, so whatever. I don't know that much about Iowa. Uh, going down to the Midwest, as we already kind of talked about the West. Uh, wait, here's a question from the West before we go on. Uh, do you see Florida making it past uh Past Michigan, I, I know Neil McCready. I think I was reading in his Sunday Ten Thoughts. I think he has Florida in like the Elite Eight. I think, hot, a, I think it's a stretch. Hot. They're, they're hot right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michigan, Michigan can really struggle to score. Like watching, like I took I took Michigan against Michigan State, and they had a big lead, and I just saw it evaporate. It's painful to watch Michigan play offense sometimes. So it's kind of like watching Michigan football with Shea Patterson as the quarterback. Yes. Yeah, They're very comparable. A lot of similarities there. Um, okay, so that's food for thought there. Basically, see how far – I agree with Ryan. Florida is definitely hot right now. 
Um, let's see. Moving over. What do you to think the, of um, the What do you think of guys. Texas Tech? What do you think of Texas Tech? I, I like I like Texas Tech. Um, we always joke uh, when I'm in Lubbock. Uh, Missy and Angie always joke about how when you go to Lubbock, they're always good at every sport other than football, and they don't care. They only want to be good at football. They don't give a shit about their top five <laughs> baseball team. They don't give a shit about their top ten basketball team. They're always like, ah, oh, whatever. It's not football, you know. Um, and another little sidebar there. I was just in Lubbock, and apparently there a lot of them are very upset that Kingsbury is gone. Um, just uh, interesting thing there. I mean, obviously he was a. Uh, He's doing better. He's already got a better job. That probably doesn't help them feel any better about it. But um, he's a Texas Tech alum and all that, and I think he was pretty well-liked despite being pretty mediocre. Um, they they love Patrick Mahomes there, obviously, still, of course. So I like Texas Tech, too. I think I I might pick Florida over Michigan. I think I will have Texas Tech win the next round. Um, and then it would be – this is where it really gets crazy. I don't know if I'm going to have Texas – I might have Texas Tech – Go pretty deep here. It's gonna to be tough for me to figure it out. I gotta figure this Dude, out. I got I got Michigan in the Elite Eight. Okay, so you got Michigan beating Florida and Texas Tech. Or do you have Nevada yeah. winning? Yeah. No, I got Florida winning. Although for the Nevada thing real quick, uh you know about the two twins on the Nevada team? Uh uh-uh. uh. Are they identical? Maybe Can they pull like, off some like tricky stuff? Let me like Google them real quick, two twins. I didn't even really know much about them, and my mom like happened to call me today and she was like, Oh, like you're going to Las Vegas to watch basketball. She thought like all the t- games happen in Las Vegas and that's how we were going. But uh, <laughs> I let her believe I mean, why that, not? Why not? Yeah. I just let her believe that it's better than the truth. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, there's these two twins, number 51 and number eight in Nevada. Uh, it's these two guys and they're just really good. And they've had a lot of stuff on the internet written about them, mostly because they're twins on the team. Um, cool. Well, but, your, your mom uh, knew about this. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but like she read it when I when she told me that I'm like you must have read that on like page 17 of the commercial appeal like buried back in, in something next to the crossword puzzle. Uh, that's great. Um, what I will say uh, about we mentioned Austin mentioned Michigan struggling to score. One thing in favor of Texas Tech, they are 59.3 opponents point per game, so they play defense. So, well, for thought there. Let's quickly move on to the Midwest region before we get into the lines. Um, I have no idea on this Washington-Utah State game. I'm inclined to pick Washington just for our friend, uh, Neil McMillan. Um, any thoughts on this game, guys? Probably this is, The 8-9 matchups are kind of boring, generally. I got I got nothing on this game. I don't know anything uh, much about either of them. I think I have no problem picking Auburn over New Mexico State. Um, I think Auburn's been playing really well as of late. They did lose in the SEC Tournament Championship to Tennessee, but they look really good. You think, Auburn, you think Auburn's going to cover? I don't know. We'll get okay. to that in a second. We'll get to the Lions. Yeah. Go ahead, Austin. I have two really strong thoughts on the Midwest bracket, probably my two strongest, I guess, plays. One is picking Auburn to cover. That line keeps plummeting. I think it's like five and a half. Let me check on my bookie. It was It was six and a half, and I grabbed it because I, like, I thought that, it I thought get that was lower. Close. Yeah, but, like, I just think Auburn – I mean, New Mexico State is always, like, a trendy team. They always get blown out in the first round. Mm-hmm. They have that gaudy record. But I just think Auburn – All right, so unless Auburn – unless, unless they play like they did against Ole Miss and Auburn, I think Auburn covers. And then the other game is – I like Northeastern against Kansas. Kansas just has kind you of like that. Off. Kansas has struggled. I, I might pick that in my bracket. Um, before we wrap up the bracket talk here, I will go ahead and say that transitionally, I do have Auburn minus five now as the – 
first team in our Land Sharks After Dark uh, parlay on my bookie. Um, Iowa State, I like. They're a good team based on what I saw in Oxford. Uh, Houston, I think that's fine. Pick Wofford over Seton Hall. They're really happy to be there. Kentucky over Wofford. Uh, and then after that, just kind of go whatever you feel. I think that's fine. Um, I, I got don't... Seton Hall. I got Seton Hall over Wofford. Oh, yeah, you like that? Okay. Um, I just like Seton Hall. I haven't finished my bracket yet, but I can throw something out there. Does, it, does anybody want to share their final four picks? Yeah, I can go. Or is that, uh, is that proprietary information? Do you want to keep that close to the vest? Um, let me see if I can pull up my land chart. I have two different brackets. Let me pull up my, my land chart bracket. I'm just gonna I'm just going to throw one out there that's just real easy. It's the fan view. Uh, as an Ole Miss fan, the final four, it's real obvious. It's the three one seeds in Ole Miss. Duke, Gonzaga, North Carolina, Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Uh, I think it was Dick Vitale. I saw it on Twitter that he had a he had a bracket. The lead eight was just four one seeds and four two seeds. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I think the tweet I saw. I think I saw it because Clay liked it. The tweet was like, "Be careful out on that limb, Dick." Uh, yeah, making a lot of bold picks there. in my in my bracket that I have that going on. My fictional bracket here. Then you know, obviously Duke meets UNC for a rematch, and Duke narrowly. Uh, narrowly, narrowly grasp the title. Oh, and Zion, a, Zion's MVP. It's an eighty. It's an eighty-one seventy-nine in overtime. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna get. I don't love Gonzaga, but their path seems pretty easy. I, yeah. I, I feel like either have to pick Gonzaga, Texas Tech, or Michigan. Uh, out of that, I don't love any of those picks. Um, in the West, in the Midwest, I should say, North Carolina, Kentucky should be a slobber knocker. I think that's probably the matchup. Um, I think. North Carolina probably edges it. No idea what's going to happen in the South. I, I don't know if Ole Miss will beat Virginia. If not Ole Miss, uh, Tennessee could easily do it. Um, there are other even some other teams that maybe could get through, like, a, I don't know, maybe Cincinnati gets really hot or something. Um, but, again, that's not a super – the South isn't super hard outside of Tennessee and Virginia. In the East, I do like Duke. I think Duke's playing really well right now. Uh, they have the best players. Um, I think I'm going to have to pick Duke and Michigan State to – to, to meet up there. I, what do you guys think about Michigan State? They're they're pretty good, right? Yeah, I, I have them in the final four in the bracket where I have Duke going out. Um, just just, be, just because I, but I just don't know. They they've 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 flamed out before in the tournament. I, sure. So I just don't, I don't feel super great, but I just had to pick somebody other than Duke just to kind of be different in one of the pools. Yeah. So I so I picked them. Well, I, I think super- your Virginia Tech beating them theory is, is probably better than most other theories people would come up with to have a one seed duck out. So. Uh, I like I like I like Michigan State just in general. I feel like they score last a lot. year they, they have what seventy eight point eight points per game, sixty five points opponent. I mean that's that's pretty it was good. either it was either last year or the year before they kind of screwed up early. But mm-hmm. for for the most part, Michigan yeah, State Kermit, is, a, is a, yeah Kermit bounced them what two years ago. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I like Michigan State though. Yeah, they're usually a solid team, um, and they don't have to play Kermit, so they're safe. Uh, if if, if they were on Kermit's side of the bracket, I'd be worried for them. I got Michigan State in the uh, Sweet 16 against Yale. Honestly, <laughs> so you think you think Yale you think Yale over LSU and then over Belmont in your bracket, right? Yeah, yeah. Belmont um, runs and then, out of and, gas. then and, and then just below that, I think Michigan State beats Bradley. I think Minnesota beats Louisville. Yeah, I got and that. then Michigan's. I, I like Minnesota. You know, Minnesota excited to be there. And they're real excited that they get to play a team that's usually really good that's not so good this year. Louisville, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you you like Minnesota, but you're also shitting on Maryland. I think Maryland beat them twice in the regular season, so who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? That's the magic of March, right? And you're gonna you're gonna be in Vegas watching. Pretty exciting. So speaking of Vegas, let's uh let's talk bets. I'm over on my bookie. Also, I know you have some lines. You've already shared one of them. I got Auburn minus five point five. Ryan, of course, chime in anything you like. Well, what do, what lines are we liking in this uh in the first round of the tournament here? Locks. Uh, I love. Absolutely love Florida um, at plus two. I love LSU uh, losing to Yale. So Yale money line plus 235. Okay, Florida plus two. I do like Florida plus two. I agree with you on that. You're saying Yale, Yale money, money line, line or Yale straight up? Oh, okay. uh, money, money line. Yale plus um, 255. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm not going to put that in our parlay necessarily. It's something I actually want to hit here, but I might my, take Yale plus seven. My my parlay, my four game parlay for a hundred bucks that I do is going to be Yale, Florida plus two, Syracuse minus two. I got to pick. I got to put one more in it to get to four. I'm going to take Murray State plus four. That'll be that'll be a hundred. That'll be a hundred to win eighteen hundred. Yeah, Murray State plus four. I like that. Austin, what uh, what lines are you liking? Um, I mentioned the Auburn one. Mm-hmm. What what's the northeastern line right now? I, I got have... it eight point. I got it eight point five. I don't think it's there anymore. No, I have northeastern plus six and a half. I got six and a half. No, Probably. I like eight. Too like eight point five. Like eight point five. Yeah, eight point five is good. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, go ahead. I kind of like. I kind of like, like Montana. I, I kind of like Montana getting that many points. They played Michigan last year. Like Montana like, plus fifteen right now on my book. It's, it's a lot of points. Michigan can struggle to score. I kind of like getting that many points with Montana. If you just want to kind of take a flyer, I like that. Yeah. Um, I like I like UCF at minus one against uh, Virginia Commonwealth. Okay. Let me see. McDermott, you you talked about unders. Or what's your favorite under on the card? <sighs> Let me look and see what we got here. I, mean, I, haven't, I, I, haven't, I haven't spent that much time on the unders. You know, honestly, in Vegas, I love betting. I love betting overs, but I don't do it much during March Madness. I like overs just in all sports. Yeah, it's, it's more fun. People's. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I honestly, I don't – I do a lot of first half. I do a lot of first half over unders in Vegas. I did that last year, and I did, a lot of, I did do a lot of unders on the advice of this crazy guy in line, and it turned out to be true. Um I'll tell you who I like uh, over under um, Northeastern in Kansas, 143 and a half. That's going to hit. Over under. Over. Over. I might I might take State minus six and a half. Honestly, that line has moved a ton. Um. Uh, honestly, Slew in Virginia Tech over 126. I kind of like that. Yeah, Slews just struggles to score sometimes. I watch. And Virginia Tech games. plays defense, and I don't know about their offense as well. All right, so look, here's Order. what we got. Here's what we got right now. I like it. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. I got Auburn minus five point five, Florida plus two, Yale plus seven, Murray State plus four, Montana plus fifteen, Ole Miss minus one and a half, and Washington plus three. We got five bucks to win four fifty seven eighty two on my bookie. Why not? 
Why not, right? Um, I mean, they're not all going to. I mean, they could. What if? What if they all hit, boys? We pay for hosting. Did you, wait, you, for, did you have did you did you have Murray State, Matt? Yeah, Murray State plus four. Saying just to have like another parlay out there. Yeah. What would what would a money line parlay of Liberty and Yale hit? Right, I'm gonna put that one, and then let's do let's do another one. Let's do Yale money line. Wait, this. Oh, hold on. I gotta confirm that one. Okay, my bookie super easy to use. Love it. All right, that bet is done. Let's go Yale money line plus two fifty five. And then uh, you said, what was the other one you said? You want to do Liberty? Liberty. Okay, let's see. Uh, plus 240. For the, for the record, Liberty last night at this time's money line was like plus 400. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's that's come down like, a ton. So that would be five yeah. to win 55 on those two. You want to throw Murray State in there? What do you think of yeah, let's Murray do it. State? Let's do it. Yeah, like so your uh, Murray State seems to be like the biggest lock. Murray State's only plus one, plus one fifty-five. Um, I'm just gonna scroll some more, see if I can see any big money lines that seem possible. You see Irvine? I don't know. I, that that thing's probably dropped a lot. Too. Ryan, you said you like Minnesota. Minnesota's plus one ninety right now over Louisville on my bookie. Um, Northeastern plus two forty over Kansas. I think the most value that I'm seeing just across the board here is a lot of these close matchups in in the three to four, the two, three, four point spread. You know, there's several of them that I feel very confident in the spread. You know, Murray State being yeah. top of that list, Florida yeah, being agree. high on that list. Florida, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Florida. I, I think what do you, Syracuse, what Syracuse do you guys think about Baylor. about Houston? They're a really high seed. Obviously, whether they're a three seed, uh, they play like a really hard non conference or something. What, they beat what, LSU in the non-con, but was that was but LSU was kind of shit before SEC play started. Yeah, I, I don't really know much about Houston other than their football team. The, I will say last year they looked the part last year, and they were that buzzer beater against Michigan. Michigan got away at the final. The reason I, I, I go ahead. The reason I ask is because uh, Georgia State is plus five sixty five over uh, over Houston right now. I don't uh, know. Georgia Georgia State's not going to beat Houston. I don't know. Like you talked about being excited to be there. I don't know. People overlook them. Houston, Cincinnati beat Houston sixty-nine to fifty-seven in the final game of the ACC tournament. AAC I, tournament. I don't think. I don't think Houston's going to write off Georgia State the way that that teams that have just a tiny bit more of Houston lost to UCF recently. Um, but that's what I'm saying. That I don't think Houston's going to write off Georgia State. The way that Georgia State upsets a team in the tournament is they need someone who honestly is a little bit better than Houston and kind of writes them off and then gets in like trouble. I don't know. You say that, but Houston's a three seed. Like I just, they're like 11th in the country. I, I think they might be in overlook mode. I don't know. Call me crazy. Plus 555 yeah. is pretty good. Um, Don't put it in your parlay. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I don't like this money line parlay anyway. I think that there's no way this is. Um, let's see. Right now. Maybe, maybe, go ahead. How about... How about just Yale and um, Murray State? Let me see. That might be. So the three we have right now, Yale, Liberty, and Murray State, is five for 148. If we take out Liberty, it becomes, let's see. Do you guys, you guys, ever, do a par- you guys ever do a parlay where you pick two teams and pick the spread and the over-under in, that, in both of those games? I've done it. I do it rarely, but I've done it before. It's really fun when it, when, when it hits. Like, let me give you what I think would be a really wild four-leg parlay. Okay. Okay? Let's take the Yale money line at plus 235. 
Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I want to do this. I want to do the Liberty one real quick, and then I want to do, okay. and then I will actually do this. So I'm gonna spend 15 total on four on three parlays here. So we're gonna do yours next. So hold on, let me get the Liberty money line in here, and so that's gonna be uh, this one. This one is five to win 148 on the big on the upset money line. Let's place that. Confirm. All right. So what's the what's your wild one for the last five? Okay. Uh, the land sharks you're gonna put in here. All right. Here's where we go. All right. I'm All gonna right. work my way down. Right. Let's take a lock. Let's throw a couple locks in there first. Okay. Murray State plus four. It's a lock. Take Murray State plus four. Take over one forty nine and a half. Okay. Let's let's throw not so much of a lock. The Yale plus two thirty five money line. I don't know what yours two, is. That. Plus two fifty five. Yeah. Okay. Take the under in that game. If Yale wins, the under hits. Okay, I like it. And then let's find us another what we think is a lock and throw it in there. I like Florida plus two over one thirty three and a half. Florida plus two over one thirty three and a half. Okay, that's right. six legs. I like that a lot. Yep, we got six legs in here. So on my bookie, that would be five dollars to win four thirty five. Pretty good. Pretty good. Austin, you think that sounds that sounds good to you? What was it again? So it's Murray State plus four, and then over one forty nine. Uh, Yale money line plus two fifty five and under one fifty six. Florida plus two and over one thirty three. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to add something in there just for kicks, I mean, I think Auburn would Mexico State would be a really high scoring game, so maybe Auburn in the over. So you think over one forty six in that game? It's gonna yeah. make your five. That's gonna make your five to win five hundred be five to win a grand. I, I don't hate it. Yeah, let's see. So that would be over one forty six, uh, and that's gonna be. Yeah, five to one, eight thirty-six. Sure, why not? That's the bigger one. So that's uh, that's 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 fun. I like that, Ryan. That's that's smart. So you're 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 kind of, like the bets aren't that dissimilar, you know. If you think you know how the game's gonna go one way or the other, uh, that's it. So yeah, that's some that's some parlays for you out there. Again, I encourage you if you're gonna do this, sign up on my bookie, use our code Shark Twenty Five, uh, and uh, you're gonna get some bonuses. It's gonna help us out on the show, all that stuff. So don't forget that. Um, all right, uh, closing March Madness thoughts, guys. I think we, we really covered a lot of ground here. I feel like I learned a lot. I've got a really specific closing thought. Um, after being in Vegas last year wearing an Ole Miss hat most of the time, I got so tired of everyone asking me, oh, when your t- when's your team playing? Mm. Uh, I am really excited that they're on Friday and not Thursday so that no matter how that game goes on Thursday, I get to at least You'll spend all day. Mm. I get to expect. <laughs> I get to spend all day Thursday when people ask me when the game, like tomorrow, I'm excited about it. I don't have to tell them, oh, we played at 8 a.m. this morning. And and got talk, I, want you, I want you to talk some some SEC pride up as well. Seven bids, strong league this year. Uh, let, let people hear about it. Who got the most bids in this year for a conference? Is it the SEC? I think I think, they, I think the Big Ten maybe, may have gotten like eight, maybe, or the ACC. I think one of those – I think somebody got eight. I think the ACC has seven. I'm gonna have to. We'll do some looking on that. I'll look. We'll, I'll, we'll, tweet, I'll, Google, it, we'll tweet it out after the I'll episode. I'll Google real quick. Uh, bids by conference. Um, so yeah. So basically, the big takeaway is Ole Miss to become the eighth SEC team to reach the Final Four. Um, no, obviously, if that happens, we will talk again before uh, before those games, before the Sweet Sixteen games. Um, yeah, Big Ten has eight teams in, so. Uh, that 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 would probably top the SEC and the ACC with both seven, I assume. Uh, Austin, you got any closing closing March Madness thoughts? 
Just can't wait for Thursday and Friday and see how the results go. Should next. be great. I can't wait to hit um, all these parlays. Channel, channel flip, but then Friday, about 11.40, lock in. A lot, yeah, channel Babe. flip, and there you go. What's up? What's up, Brian? Well, tw- 12 hours after that 11.40 walk in, I'll see you boys at the Cosmo Bar. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you're in Vegas, definitely uh, hit up hit up Ryan on Twitter. You're going to go down to uh, Fremont Street and all that stuff. Um yeah, that's 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 it for March Madness. Uh, quickly, without getting into it, uh, Ole Miss starts SEC season two and one of the SEC with two wins over Alabama and Oxford. I'm not going to talk a ton about it. They they lost both games at Louisville in the midweek. Currently up ten nothing on Arkansas Pine Bluff, and I believe they have uh, well they have four hits now. But it was something like eight nothing. They only had two hits, so it's kind of all you need to know. Uh, Pine Bluff kind of throwing it away. It looks like. Uh, uh, Jordan Fowler working on a. Uh, can I say this? Since we're recording this, it's not live. <laughs> there's a there's there's some numbers on the scoreboard that look good for Fowler. I'll just say that it is the uh, the top of the sixth inning. So hey, who knows? Who knows with that? I don't know how many pitches he has. I haven't been able to stream it. I have the live stats up here. So that's that. Um, yeah, have fun. Uh, have fun in Vegas, Ryan Austin. Enjoy watching um, Arkansas in the NIT. I know you're probably pumped about that. Who do they play? They're they're up twelve five on Providence right now. That's early. Daniel Gafford's way. not playing, but but we'll see. Good for Gafford. Let's sit that out. Um, yeah, uh, that we'll uh, we'll end it there for now. Definitely enjoyed the uh, the March Madness talk. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. I appreciate filling in for John, who I said is busy uh, working on his tribute to Kermit. Um, hopefully have him back next week and maybe we'll be talking about uh, the Sweet 16 who knows it, either we'll still be talking about it but in a very abstract don't really care way <laughs> uh, maybe some, some game recap or we'll be like super into it the most into the NCAA tournament we've ever been assuming Ole Miss beat Virginia on Sunday so who knows you know we'll see um, but yeah that's it for now of course uh, if you like the show rate us and review us on iTunes uh, our website Lantrax After Dark uh, and once again, join our March Madness bracket, uh, and you can win a, uh, a shout out on the show. Send a message of your choice. It is an ESPN bracket. You can get the link on our Twitter, uh, twitter.com/sharksaftrdark. It's our pinned tweet. Shouldn't be hard to find. Um, but for now, thanks guys for coming on. Like I already said, Ryan, have fun in Vegas. Austin, enjoy your weekend. Uh, you know, let's uh, let's go get a win, Kermit. You can do this. Get two wins. Let's go to the final four. Two wins. That's some, back, some background noise. Maybe Ryan's making a smoothie or something. Um, yeah, but that, we'll, we'll stop there. For Ryan, for Austin, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you again next week.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.